0: How do you see food and nutrition for yourself as an athlete?
1: Yeah, I think food was really messed up <laughs> until the last few years. <laughs> but being from Kerala, I think a lot of things had helped also. As I said, my mom was totally into non veg category and very less into vegetarian side. So I think almost all the meals we used to have uh, non veg And uh, so that gave a lot of uh, benefits also, but... Say the side effects was there was no veg in your plate uh, anytime. And uh, it took a lot of time for my parents to really include those veggies in the plate. And because they also realized later that, uh, okay, say veggies are the main thing and not say the non-veg. So so I remember uh, back days, uh, my grandmother, uh, especially my mom's mother, I was a really great cook and more than being at home, I used to be at their house and uh, I used to only go for lunch and stay there until dinner and used to have dinner and come because I remember, I still remember having fish fries over there because she used to fry fish in this much of oil and I just used to love (laughs) that much, that much oil being used for that fish because you just can get the entire taste of that fish when you when when you're cooking in those style and you know how old people kind of cooks their food so i remember being being at my grandma's place more than at my place and enjoying these kind of food and, and later on when when i started to shift to hyderabad that's where things were really tough for me and uh, the food just was entirely different over here and it took a lot of time it took good 3 4 years and we were eating in an academy and there was no proper way of nutrition which, which was in place. And But I think in 2018, that's where the big change happened where I had a big gut tissue and uh, uh, things were really, really bad. And that's where I started to dig deep into this and uh, really understood that, okay, how important I need to really figure out the food for me because at the end of the day, I just wanted to play. And if I wanted to play, I just had to eat well. And and then I started to really read about people who have been in the sport and been playing at the highest level and, uh, uh, and their diet plans. And I think all those things came into perspective. I think Djokovic was a big example at that point of time. All those things gave me a big perspective of saying that, okay, this is the next big step towards say getting into better rankings or playing well because I knew I was in 2017-2018 I was 25-26 but I knew the next four five years I'm going to get old and things are going to be even more tough so I just need to get things sorted right now and uh, yes I think from 2018 it's been a new journey I would say. Still, I'm not really great in controlling a lot of uh, desires, but uh, especially in the food side, but I'm still trying to control as much as possible. And now I realize how important it is to be disciplined in the food, which has eventually given me a lot of good results in the last few months. So I hope we can continue the journey for the next five, six years too. (laughs) And probably take a break post that
0: and then then again start. (laughs) As you rightly mentioned, uh, Djokovic, uh, i think the average age of an athlete has actually increased increased yeah uh, significantly right i think both the last few years last few decades to be honest yeah what i hear is that it's almost reached around 43 years now the average age of an yeah. retiring athlete and uh, yeah, yeah. this is phenomenal because it's not just only about uh, the success rate but also the length of success right to some extent like how for how many number of years can you keep winning that changes the paradigm to some extent like totally yeah now totally. Become like multi-dimensional chess you have you just don't have to win you have to keep yeah. winning keep winning yeah yeah, and keep winning as you're aging so yeah, it yeah. gets as you mentioned uh when you're 25 uh whatever you do actually works for you it actually uh,
1: works for you yeah you don't have to really think twice about do uh right. when you're doing anything but then when you're 27 28 it starts to hit you slowly and when you're getting to 30s then it's then you know okay important. this is it then you know okay yeah. this is say this is it i, I remember in 20, when when you're 24 25 you sleep at 4 a.m then you get up at 8 a.m also you're still okay yeah but nowadays if you sleep at 12 and then if you get up at 7 also you're not okay i mean uh, yeah. i mean that that kind of a change i can i can totally uh, experience i mean I've, I've i've experienced in the last few years and i've i've been telling the juniors also over here saying that take things a little bit more seriously because things are going to change drastically in the next couple of years. And then then it would be really tough to 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 really catch up. And the players who are going to do it straight away right now, they will have an advantage straight away when they reach 28 or 29.
0: Well, this is like the some of the most mm-hmm. prolific sports scientists in the world when we speak to them and when we try to understand like, which is, what is the bare minimum or the lowest hanging fruit of what one should be doing? And unanimously the answer has been yes you can't outrun a bad diet that's known but you can't definitely outrun a bad sleep routine yeah it's like uh, sleep just compounds and catches over and and you can't really fix it by getting more sleep later mostly (laughs)
1: yeah
0: Yeah.
1: exactly this is one thing which which kind of bothers me because we have a lot of travel which comes with this sport and and the flight timings are all 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 1 a.m., and uh, I mean, all these kind of odd hours which, which you don't want to fly, but then there is no option. And uh, then you are trying to catch up your sleep during the tournaments. But eventually, as you said, that fatigue keeps building, and uh, you just can't avoid that uh, anytime. And I think the only answer for it is to, to have enough sleep and to recover and uh, i think uh, right now the last few years i've seen a tremendous change in my my recovery when, when, when i have started to monitor sleep food and other parameters and i can see a lot of pains just vanishing away before before i used to get a lot of niggles and uh, and especially after heavy sessions you you feel that you're not ready for the next day already yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think in the in the last few months and last few years, I've I've I felt much better. I would say I've been able to recover much better, and I've not been doing anything. Say in the recovery process, I'm not doing anything else rather than just to stick with good good diet and and to sleep uh, better. So I think that just making things much easier. I would say.
0: No, I think this is uh, very very topical because I just uh, today morning I was speaking to a fellow founder who's actually working in the. Uh, travel recovery space so that's really interesting for athletes so mm-hmm, the biggest mm-hmm, problem mm-hmm. is that when we design protocols together for athletes and athletes themselves design the protocols themselves the assumption is always a steady state that oh you have your routine and this is how the routine works but everything is out of the window when there is travel right? travel yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, there's a lot of EMF uh, exposure there's a lot of dehydration issues dehydration, but obviously food is a huge issue uh lack of sleep lack of recovery so th- so this person i would love to introduce you to the company and we could we could definitely set up a partnership post post this is yeah. that uh, yeah. they're actually building a line of um, you can say hoodies or t-shirts that actually are uh, you can say more recovery friendly so they have more like, recovery like, friendly it, okay it essentially uh, blocks emf radiation and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it makes you less dehydrated while you're traveling it's mm-hmm. so uh, yeah yeah so i think uh, a lot of work happening in this space yeah, because uh,
1: sport sports is just evolving, and you just have to find ways to get better and better and better. Because everybody is trying hard, but it's just how much you how much you are doing things in a different ways that will that will eventually make you a champion. And then I think it's straight away an answer uh, right there where who are those extra and have been doing this kind of stuff, they only eventually go out there and win an Olympic gold. And nobody who is just a normal candidate can just go out there and win an Olympic gold. So, I think in the next five to six years, I think this space is going to get even more competitive where people are going to come with a lot of new stuff so that you are recovering well. And at the end end of the day, it's just recovering well. How much ever you train, how smart you train... If you're uh, not able to recover well, then I, I don't think anybody can sustain the longevity. And uh, you you just can't uh, get that quality of sessions back to back and every day. And that consistency would keep dropping if you don't have that much of uh, recovery happening. So at the end, I think at the end of the day, it's all about recovery and what all things you can do so that you are fresh for the next day's practice or for the matches. So,
0: yeah. The last 1%, right? That, that really yeah, matters. Yeah. recovery is a core piece yeah. of how health actually works. We ourselves are sort of like working on very, very soon actually launching a data product in this space, basically, where you can mm. actually look at a bunch of your biomarkers and uh, especially the recovery once in one, in one place and correlate it with glucose.